Steve here from Crossover Club Boards. Here we are now. Uh, Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions yet again. Full time here. Uh, we're going to basically break down this finals, break down what this means for Steph, for, for Clay, for Wiggins, for Draymond. Yes, I said Wiggins. We get into it. Enjoy the podcast. It was fun. Crossover and clapboards. I forgot how I usually start the podcast. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, say something to the people. I know I usually get to that to that line. Nathan, say something to the you people. You do. We we're done basketball for a year. We're done NBA basketball for a year. So I'm yeah. just I'm just uh I'm in I'm in ecstasy right now. My team won the, the NBA finals, the chip. They did your your Warriors, your Golden State Warriors won the championship. Um, yeah, lots of questions about that. Lots of things to discuss. Steve will swear during this podcast based on me poking the bear about his warriors. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, um, um, but yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, not enough time. So, uh, I mean, this episode episode's obviously going to be three to four hours. I think everybody understands that. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. So buckle in. I hope you're doing some cardio. We get it. We uh we can get it going a little quicker for you there uh, and get it over with. But yeah, man. Uh, Warriors over Celtics in six, and we'll just get straight to the questions. We'll uh and we'll we'll dive in and we'll kind of see what's what. Um, the first question, obviously. I'll start. I want to start. I want to start with you. How does this, as a Warriors fan, how does this championship compare to the other three that you've been around for in your life? Yeah, the only three. Uh, that, yeah, for sure, the only three that I, I even really – I don't – those other championships that they talk about previously, those are like – they don't exist to me because the words stunk my whole entire life. And um, Okay, but hold on. Two two are Rick Barry championships and one was a sure. Wilt championship, right? Is that right? Sure. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, those guys aren't my guys. <laughs> my guys are, are – <laughs> you saw my guys on the court last night, man. Steph, Clay, Dre, Iguodala um sean livingston barbosa who's those last two guys are still in the suits there um yeah how, how did it feel it felt you know what my wife asked me something similar yesterday you know the comeback was sweet man the comeback to and and I, and I think people are kind of already getting sick of like the warriors talking about oh poor us you know we were bad for two years um but i remember yeah. i remember i think i was talking to you matter of fact and i remember the night or the day that it, it clay got hurt it was the day before the draft uh, when they're going to draft James Wiseman and he hurt his Achilles. And I was like, man, I think the dynasty's done. I think it's over. And, um, and I think yeah. that was the consensus around like fans and media or what have you. And, and they were spoken about like that, you know, there are people that didn't pick them to make it to, or to make it to the playoffs this year or to be, have a successful season. Um, so how's it feel? It feels great. It, I'm, uh, Steph, Steph Curry got emotional on the court last night. It was, uh, it was really cool to see that they were all enjoying the moment and, and, and living that moment together because uh, they were kind of underdogs until they weren't until the beginning of the season started <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, do you feel like you, the dynasty was over because Clay got hurt or because the Warriors drafted James Wiseman? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was the number one Wiseman supporter, so I can't really say much about that. But what I will say is he's coming back next year. Watch out, James Wiseman's Watch coming out. back. He's gonna play. He's gonna back up Looney. <laughs> Those twelve man. minutes a night he's gonna play are gonna be pivotal. Uh, okay, let me ask you something real quick, man. We'll get to the best player in the series, uh, Steph Curry. 
what was in your opinion what's this mean for him and and kind of his career and, and his legacy i love this uh this this to me catapult steph curry into a top 10 player in the nba history this yeah. fourth championship this finals mvp um and 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 it leads me to the question that we were robbed for 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 three years of having to watch Durant on this Warriors team, mm-hmm. we would have gotten more Curry, more scoring leader, more MVPs. Probably he could have won a championship without. Like I feel like for his dynasty of of who this player is and was and could be, I feel like we got robbed with Durant. Durant ruined that for for Curry and ruined that for for for. But to me, I have him placed now as the ninth greatest player of all time for what he's done for the game, how he makes his teammates better. He's won three, he's won four championships now. And uh, as I think the most pivotal piece and uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of, uh, of what he was able to accomplish. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. It is. He's where, where do you have him? Do you have a higher than died? I don't know. I haven't done a, I haven't done a list, but I want to add on to what you said, excuse me. I don't think anybody woke up today being like, uh, this doesn't change anything for Steph Curry. I think it meant a lot for him to get this fourth one. It kind of, it kind of properly, even if he never wants another title, it kind of properly bookends his, like his career, right? Like he won one early in 2015, beat LeBron to get that one. Obviously won two with one of the greatest teams ever assembled that we saw. Yep. Um, yeah. In my opinion, the greatest team that I've ever seen play. And then, and then he, he obviously gets this one uh, with, again, that same core, uh, not the same core, but those same two guys and, and Clay and Dre uh, that were there. Um, to me, this, this kind of for him is just is like he's Teflon. You can't really say much about him. You can't be like, oh, it was a fluke in 2015 or, you know, because Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. Oh, he only won because KD was there those other two years. Um, you know, he only he, he's, he's, a, he's a bad defender. He's a bad shooter. Or he's only a great shooter, you know, like. All those things, like, to me, those are done. Like, he's untouchable in regards to, like, those kind of critiques. Um, is he a top 10 player? I think both of us kind of had him even before the season, like, knocking on the door of top 10, right? If, if not top yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think we were cohesive in our opinions in, in that regard. Uh, he's probably somewhere – I'll have to break it down, right? He's probably somewhere in, like, that top mm, seven, eight, nine for me. Um yeah, my, I, my, I, I, I give eight, nine. Yeah, like somewhere around there. And my opinions really changed because, you know, I think we spoke about on a previous podcast where they were talking about or where they showed Will Chamberlain, like videos of him playing and uh, and they were in no, color. That was Otto, that was Otto Porter. Sorry, that was, <laughs> that, was that was Otto Porter. It's confusing. That was just Otto Porter highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the future. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But to me, I was I started really questioning like, uh, uh, oh, these guys are playing against guys that are like six <laughs> two, and, and you know like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were uh, the most athletic people on earth possibly, um, but yeah, so so he's he's in there in the top top that top ten for me squarely for me as well. Where do you have the trio of Steph, Clay, and Dre? In my opinion, they're the best trio of all time. Do you That's have nice. them? Do you have them as the best trio? Okay, well, if you don't have them as the best trio, let me hear. Who, who do you think is a better trio than them? Uh, Magic Cream and anybody else. Oh, Pat Riley. That's, that's my the, best trio. No, no. See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, man. I, I feel like in the history, right? We have a lot of like great duos, or obviously like Jordan Pippen, 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shaq Kobe. Um, uh, Jordan Pippen Rodman is pretty incredible. Uh, Bird Mikhail Parrish is pretty good for its time, right? Yeah. And then, you, yeah. you know, you, you throw, and I don't think Parrish was that good. Like, I think Parrish is one of the most overrated players. Hmm. But I also think Worthy is one of the most overrated players, too, and played for the Lakers. So, so, but then I would argue Clay is also one of the most overrated players, too. So it's really Curry and Dre are to me are the two most important players on that team and prove that. Um, so you've you got to play this trio game with me. I can't. Like, there's, there's been good, I mean, you could also, also argue LeBron, Bosch, and Wade, even though they only won two and they played for four years together, right? Yeah. And but they went to the finals. finals. Yeah. They went to the finals four straight years, all, all the four years they were together, right? Like, yeah, they're up there. You could. And, yeah. and you, and I don't think you brought them up. Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker. That's yeah, a hell of a, a trio as well. So I think they're kind of right up there. Um, but now nah, I got I got I got these guys from the Bay, man. I, I think I think they're the, the and, best. And good you should. And honestly, you should. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I want you to do that. That's great. Do you have mm-hmm. curry over Kobe? Because I <laughs> you're going straight for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All time. I just want you to know right now, and everyone listening to this. Curry is a much better player than Kobe. So just, I went for it right away early. I don't care. It's the truth. And don't even think twice about it. One day we'll do our top 10 on this podcast. But yeah, Curry is definitely over Kobe for life now. So, and he's still got some years left. That's no right. pun intended. No joke intended. I don't know what to say about that. That's cold. <laughs> he, he's still, he still got some years left. And um, yeah, if, if Kobe, Kobe versus... Curry, it's it's right there. It's neck and neck for me. Um, That's uh, nice. I, I think I think I got to put thirty ahead of him though, just off the top of my head. Maybe maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. So we'll, maybe we'll discuss it in a month, and I'll, I'll feel differently. But um, I don't know. Thirty is a different kind of guy, man. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. I I 100 agree, and I will not be going back on that. So <laughs> I'll give I'll give us some thought because I don't think it's as as open as shut. Uh, as you're saying it, but I know your feelings on Kobe and I know your feelings on Steph Curry. So I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. You're, <laughs> listen, like we, we usually have, we, we don't always have opposite opinions, but I know like both of us are like really big Curry fans in terms of like him as a player and all those. How do you like, not? How do you not? We, both of you and I have coached junior high basketball. Yeah. You go into a tryout <laughs> in junior high basketball in anywhere in North America there is nobody inside the key and everyone's shooting threes. And there's yeah. so many shots going at the rim, the same rim. You can't tell whose kid, which shot went in or which shot did go in. And that's what they think they were looking for. But the reality is he'll never be duplicated. He'll be, never be another Steph Curry. He's changed the game for an amazing style and, and what he's done for basketball, the NBA, and for everything. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a revolutionary player. Yeah. Kobe did nothing. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say nothing. But it, you thought you were just going to slide that comment in. I, you know, yeah. I listen to you. I listen to you when you talk. I don't just write my notes and then just move on and ask the next question. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was amazing to me. Kobe is, is easily, uh, I don't know how this turned into a Kobe podcast, but Kobe was easily to me in the top 12, right? Like, I think no matter how you slice it, he's top 12, 13, even if you're not a big Kobe fan. Um, but but I, I think I think Curry's over him though right now, for good. <laughs> I would say. 
Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Who was? Uh, I, I got I got so many questions. I'm trying to I'm trying to get through them. Please, uh, let's go. Yeah, let's go. We're we're gonna get into, into some negativity here, and I promise you, we're gonna have some Celtics talk if you're if you're a big Celtics fan. But you know, we'll, we'll save that. So whenever we finish talking about the Warriors, they, they won the title. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, they, they won. Celtics did. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to the Celtics though. There was talk about uh, Brian Windhorst, uh, the reporter. He's talking about this is a checkbook sort of. You know, Game Five was a checkbook win, meaning the Warriors are in the luxury tax. They've paid the most money for their team and, and they just kind of have an advantage in that regard. Um, do you have an opinion or thoughts on this being sort of a checkbook team and, and they've kind of stacked the chips in their favor uh, unfairly? Um, I mean, kudos to the franchise putting money towards players that they want to spend money on. I think mm-hmm. when you win three championships with, with three guys, you got to pay them. Dre, Clay, and Curry. And then, I mean, then you had injuries. So you had to re-sign new guys to the team that were like, you know, you tried to get D'Angelo Russell. That didn't work out. You traded him for some bum defensive player on the Timberwolves. Mm. He comes in and has a good game in game five. Like, you have to, you have to, you basically were stuck with no other choice but to spend money because your team was was injured. They were out of players. So, well, I I mean. And, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like they want the all these Steph, Clay, and Dre. Those three guys won relatively early in their careers, right? Like in their mid to late twenties, and yeah. and it's like, okay, what are you gonna do? Just not retain them? Are you gonna do what the Bucks did? And we're like, oh, you know what? We don't want to spend an extra five to ten million for PJ Tucker after winning the title, so we're gonna let him go to a competitor who's gonna end up being possibly better than us as a as a direct result of this. No, like you try to yeah. I feel like teams should be rewarded, you know, if they, um, if they draft well, their players uh, play well together, they have great chemistry and they win. Like to me, there shouldn't even be a penalty in regards to like luxury tax and, and things of that nature. They should just be like, no, you guys are rewarded because you're keeping your team together. This is what we want to see. We don't necessarily want to see everybody hopping around like Paul George, like LeBron James, like Kawhi Leonard, like Kevin Durant. Right. We want to see guys stay in their, on their original teams and play their whole careers, like guys like Kobe, guys like Steph Curry, guys like Tim Duncan, guys like Magic Johnson, right? Like that's what that's at least what I want to see. That's what I would prefer, right? What about you? Do you think do you think the law of luxury kind of change based back to uh, bracket if you're running your own play to your team, like you don't pay luxury tax if it goes up? So like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if you resign Magic Johnson to your contract. He won a championship and whatever, and like he wants to stay in the LA. You could pay him. You, you, your luxury tax bracket goes up because you can then. You know what I mean? I, I feel like there's got to be a bar, but I, I, I guess, I guess if you do that, then it becomes, it becomes like, the, the it becomes too gray of a line. But it, I just think there should be some rewarding for guys staying yeah. on their teams. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, <laughs> I, 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 like in my opinion, if you sign guys as free agents and make trades, like to me, that's kind of like okay, well, yeah, the luxury tax is fine. But if you, you know, you draft the guys originally and they stay on your team for fifteen years and they they make two hundred million dollars in that time or more, like I don't think that should be punished, but. Maybe they'll change it at some point. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But um, yeah, this this whole this whole idea of like checkbook title or checkbook victories in the finals is like, 
Doc, the, of course, yeah, the Warriors had the number one payroll. The Brooklyn Nets had the number two payroll. They got swept. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, the LA yep. Clippers, number yep. three payroll. They didn't make it to the playoffs. LA, LA Lakers, fourth biggest payroll. Like, they, they've been in Cancun for months now. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So so to me, it's not – this isn't an unfair advantage that they just paid the, the tax. If anything, these other owners should be stepping up to do something similar to, to actually be competitive. Well, I think the problem is a lot of these franchises are just doing the bare minimum to have a team and, and want yeah. their paycheck from the players. Yeah. And, and, and it just becomes like if you're a team of like, say, the Indiana Pacers or the Thunder or the or these, you know, teams that are going to do the bare minimum, yeah. you're you're a fad in prison. You're imprisoned by your own team. Yeah. And it's like it's, this is why nobody's team loyalty is such a rare thing in the NBA. And that's why a kid could be from, you know, Canada and wear a Milwaukee Bucks shirt because it's like, because they're a Giannis fan. They're not a team. They train Giannis. They're 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 following wherever Giannis goes. And like, yeah. so team loyalty is, is dead. Is dead in professional sport. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of mercenaries, especially in the NBA. I, I can't really get into other sports. Like, I'm very casual viewer of those things. But like NBA, it's it's essentially, you know. Like there's LeBron fans that were LeBron fans when he was in Cleveland the first time. And then when he left to go to Miami in 2010, uh, they became Miami Heat fans. And then when he went back to Cleveland, they were Cleveland yeah. fans again. And then, you know what I'm saying? So on and so on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to, to me, these guys should just be rewarded for, for staying where they're at. But maybe they'll figure out next CBA after a lockout or something like that. Um, quick question. Yeah. Is Steph Curry better than Magic Johnson now? No. Not even close. Okay. I'm just, it's just a quick question. I'm just asking. Uh, not even close. <laughs> who, who was the Warriors second best player in this, in this series? It's Draymond Green. Mm. It's Draymond Green. And if you no, don't know that. Tell me why. Tell us no, why. No, if, if you don't know, if you don't know that, that's okay. I don't blame you for being an unintelligent viewer of the, of the NBA finals. But Draymond Green is mucking up the game, is making the extra passes, is playing defense, is doing all the all the extra little things in a game time situation, mm. and that's what he's supposed to do. Clay had a bad series, I felt. Uh, Wiggins showed up because they let him show up. Who let him? Show and up? Jordan, no, no, hold on, hold, who let him show up? Celtics. They chose their poison of Wiggins won, won the game five, and they let him score some points because they didn't want to give Curry going uh, and i don't blame them especially after the game four curry had they had to go and pay extra attention extra attention to curry which then freed up wiggins unfortunately and the guy woke up for a game whatever it's fine and then jordan Poole was also you could you could tell some of his immaturity throughout the series as like there were times where he's on the court where i feel like he was he was anonymous so mm-hmm. yeah, Draymond Green is the second best player on the on the team, and don't even get me started on Wiggins because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to. He's the Luke Longley of this championship game. Okay, mm. that's what he is. He'll be worshipped here in Canada because he's a Canadian, mm. but uh, we'll we'll quickly forget about him if you're an, an NBA fan. So it's mm. fine. Yeah, that's interesting. What what I would say is um, actually, you know what? Uh, let's take a quick quick break. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to say the reason why Andrew Wiggins was the second best player for the Warriors in this series. Oh, I don't just, just it is. Put just it, it is. for the next part of the podcast. 
Oh, no. I mean, well, I mean, if you like to hear healthy debate, you can listen if you want to fast forward our podcast. Cool. Thanks for listening to 15 minutes so far. All right, we'll be back. All right, we're back. Small break. Uh, Nathan had to catch his breath. The fibrillator came out. He heard we're going to talk about Andrew Wiggins for the next 30 minutes. And he was like, he almost quit the podcast. It was crazy. He almost quit. I was almost done. I was (laughs) almost done. All right. I want to hear why you think Andrew Wiggins was the second best player. And by I want to, I mean, I'm ready to listen to you talk about it. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't think Andrew Wiggins is their second best player, like from game one to the last game here to game six. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Game one of regular season to game six of the finals. Um, I think that's Draymond Green, but I do think he was the most consistent in the series uh, next to Steph, right? In terms of his responsibilities, everything you said about Draymond is true. The problem is he didn't do it every single game. He had bad games. Game one wasn't great. Uh, game three wasn't wasn't good. Game four was bad. That's half the series. Um, and that doesn't mean he was trash. He was the third best player. Um, but Andrew Wiggins brought scoring. <laughs> to the table averaging 18 points a game he brought rebounding to the table and he was the primary defender on jason tatum who had a i wouldn't say abysmal but he had some difficulties in terms of efficiency and and that Man, was he was trash and he was trash. <laughs> okay i was trying to be polite um, but he and i'm not saying andrew wiggins is the the tatum stopper or what have you right but i think it started with him as the primary defender and then obviously the warriors schemed up on him right that's what draymond green that's what looney that's what gary payton you know so on and so on right yeah um, yeah so yeah i mean consistency was key and he was that guy after the first two games wasn't great for him but the, the last four games he was on point man sure i don't really agree with that and, wow. I, and I think honestly sometimes, sometimes no sometimes you put your <laughs> dumbest defender on the best player like that like wiggins is because uh-huh. he can't do all the other adjustment stuff that an, uh, an intelligent basketball player could do like clay or draymond like they had to put wiggins on him now Jalen mm-hmm. brown Jalen brown was very good for the celtics the whole mm-hmm. series and and i think a lot of big issues that they had is they they did go more and 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 Tatum showed his age. He showed stupidity. He showed a lot of um, bad choices throughout the whole series. Um, the only guy that looked worse on the Celtics was Derek White, and that's because of his hair. So it was uh, it's an embarrassment what he did out there. But I think I think yeah, Wiggins gets to clamp up Tatum. I mean. Wiggins also clamped up Luca last series too, but I'm not. We don't want to talk about Luca's numbers in this series because it was embarrassing for Wiggins. But I don't think he's the second best player on, on in that series, and I, I think there's just so much more that Draymond does and that um, uh, even Clay does off ball that helps them have more success. So, so I don't think Clay had a great series either. Yeah, he did not have a great series. So part so part of what you're saying is essentially. Wiggins is a good like point of attack sort of defender, right? But not a good team defender. Yeah, no, he's great on it. You, but the what Warriors is able to do with Wiggins is, hey, listen, you have this small job to do, even though we're paying you million dollars a year. You have this small job to do that little job very well, and he did, and he did like hit an open three. 
basket in the full court um, transition and, and, and be the primary defender on Tatum. And he did that to the best of his ability. But to tell me that he's the best, second best player on the team, he's, he's not. Yeah, I mean, what, what 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 you just described as being a star in your role. Not everybody can do that, right? And Wiggins, the, the thing with Wiggins is he's a, a skilled role player with elite athleticism and the talent of a number one, like a number one on the team. Now, he's obviously not the number one on the team, especially on a good team, right? Um, he's not the number one on any team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He's got the talent. That's why he, there was so much hype about him coming out of Canada and then going to Kansas. So he's number one pick, right? Um but, you know, if you talk about, hey, Wiggins, all we want you to do, hit the boards, be active scoring-wise and, and do that, and obviously play defense, be point of attack defense. Yeah, I saw him playing team defense, too. He's not a bad team defender, in my opinion. Um, everybody can't do that, <laughs> or else everybody would, right? It's not easy to just be the guy that's going to be like, over there, trust me, I watched Harrison Barnes crumble in the 2016 NBA finals, right? Yeah. Every, yeah. everyone cannot do that. So I, I, I'd want to make sure that we, like, we joke around about Wiggins a lot, but like he was integral to this run for the Warriors and he was needed because without him, Luca might've averaged he, 50 <laughs> in the previous round. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> he, he was needed because the Warriors are declining athletically. They Dre and Clay are not the same athletes. They were seven years ago. That, that's that's accurate yeah that's accurate. so so you put these young guys like gary payton is another guy that that was huge for them in the series i thought gary payton was phenomenal for them he was. on the defensive end and hitting some open jump shots mm-hmm. he's a smaller version of what wiggins can do but i think he's a much brighter version smarter version and uh yeah. he's just he's just not as athletic like he's not as long and 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 the matchup in that regard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, what what I would say is, yeah, like his size limits him a little bit, right? Because whenever he's guarded, a lot Tatum, of it. Yeah, whenever he guarded Tatum, Tatum could essentially just pull up over him, right? Like from eighteen yeah. feet. Now Tatum shot something like thirty percent or twenty percent from from two <laughs> this round, yeah. so it was kind of like eh, whatever, right? Like let him let him shoot inside the the uh, inside the three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. And, and to, in my opinion, like Gary Payton, the second came in and like took Jordan Poole's minutes partially because yeah. they needed, uh, Gary Payton's skill set, but partially because Jordan Poole just couldn't consistently deliver. Um, you know, like if you remember like him against the nuggets in the first round and they were talking about pool party and like that line, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, yeah. It was hype. And now we get to the end and it's kind of like, oh, he's actually only playing like 15, 16 minutes a game because he can't play defense. He's getting hunted. And if he's not out there scoring, he's not that great, <laughs> you know? Um, well, and, yeah. and, and if, if Curry's scoring, what do you need? You only need one guy flaming right away, right? Like, why would I give it to Poole when I can give it to Curry? No, no, no. I hear you. But, I, but, and I think that was part of the issue, especially early on in the series, the first, I'd say four games, right? The fourth game was when Curry had 43 is Steph was basically asked to carry so much. Right. And like, he's good enough to do it, but it would have been great if he could have had a, a, a solid number two score in that regard. And that's kind of what Andrew totally. Wiggins did, right? Like, honestly, that's what, that's what he did in the series for him by averaging 18 points a game. Um, yeah, but it, but it was all Steve. It was all because they were covering Clay Curry. They had to do like they were doubling Curry. Like Wiggins was getting his points because he was the fifth option. All right, so so why didn't Poole do it? If it's just so easy, I don't. Why didn't Why didn't Jordan Poole do it? Because 
No, and the reason is because Poole doesn't play defense. Wiggins will play defense as a primary defender. So it's easier to have Wiggins on the court than it is to have Poole. But I'm not saying you're making my case. I'm not saying Wiggins is better than, but like Draymond Clay are better players than than Wiggins. All right. They're better players than Wiggins. I hear you. I want to move on, but I had, I had, I'll be honest with you, Nathan. I had a lot, quite a few people text me and was like, what's Nathan going to say about Wiggins? on the podcast so i asked my questions we got answers all right we're gonna move on all right (laughs) all right we we spoke we spoke about tatum a little bit uh i I hate wiggins so much so much no (laughs) for real i didn't know i couldn't tell um uh we spoke about tatum a little bit i think both of us were like pretty high on tatum i i don't know if you were higher on tatum than me um but i know coming into the we did our top 10 i ranked him 11 right after jaw i think uh and you had him like around that range too i believe what do you what do you think about tatum now after this extended playoff run and obviously the nba finals i think he's young i think there's picking his spots is going to be something they need to break down with them because i think he's still trying to figure out when and where he should do things yeah. um he, he's only 25 so we always forget like this guy's 25 24 years old like yeah. tim and jalen brown like like and and in, in, in Horford's choices that he made throughout the series and Jalen Brown's made choices that he made and like Tatum seemed way younger because he's able to get away with way more. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I feel like, um, I mean, if the Celtics did win the series, Jalen Brown should have been the finals MVP. No question about it. Hands down. And it was so much more important to them in this series, as well as, in in the heat series as well so um tatum can score in bunches and when he's hot he's hot but it looks so pretty when he's scoring it's it's so pretty it does it's got it's such a pretty like he just does things that are amazing but but when he's not doing things that are amazing what can he do to make his teammates better and it's not getting i think he's sets an nba record for amount of turnovers in a in a a, hundred turnovers in uh (laughs) in a playoffs and by himself, which is just goes <laughs> to show you, like this dude is is still not the guy that I think everybody expected him to be coming yeah. third overall. Um, so we're, we're, he's still young though. He's still young. So let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about him as a player. Like I'm not like oh no, he's he's he'll never get there. He'll never fall or he's falling off. Right. Um, like you said, I think I think being young plays a part into it. I think it's multiple things. Right. Um, having 100 turnovers and being the having the most turnovers in the playoff run, that's not great. But that does mean you probably went far. So I guess there's some um, <laughs> some solace. Yeah. in that. But but what I would say is like he has to first off just watching these games and I, and he was doing this in the Heat series and the Buck series. I notice a lot like he has to stop whining to the officials as much as he does. I think part of part of like, he's a bit, I'm not going to bring Kobe this. What I'm going to say is like, he has to have a mindset where it's like, I'm going to play through that at some point, you know, and that can't be part of his uh, on court character. Um, Another thing I would say is like, and I'm not saying this, it was a wrong choice to have Marcus Smart on the team because obviously it worked out very well for them to make the finals. So I don't I don't think it's a bad outcome for them. But I think this is kind of where a little bit you don't have a a, a primary distributor of the ball, yeah. you know, kind of comes into play because you don't have somebody to set him up to not tutor him, but kind of be like, go that way, 
be over here. We're going to run this play. Oh, Tatum's feeling hot. We're going to get this going. Oh, Tatum, Tatum needs an easy bucket, right? Like, I think he needs a little bit of that because he can get he can get caught in, up into this. Like, oh, I'm just going to take 11 threes and a half <laughs> and see how it yeah. goes, right? And, and that's the other crazy thing about Tatum, too, is, like, he's not looking to be a distributor, and he still had 100 turnovers. Like, you think about, like, guys that should have more turnovers are point, guard, point guards yeah. and guys that have the ball in their hands. Tatum's supposed to catch the ball and shoot the thing as opposed to looking to set up other people. And it was embarrassing watching him turn it over from a perspective, like from a point where he should have been just confidently going up and scoring. And all the Kobe stuff was just disgusting. Like, just go out and play your game. Like, just stop it. Stop trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Mama mentality. You are the weakest mentality on the court. So <laughs> it, it honestly came off as like, like I didn't look at it as a true negative, but it did come off as kind of childish. Like when yes, I was a kid, it did childish. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, like sometimes I would watch like Penny Hardaway. Like I was a kid, right? I would watch Penny Hardaway. I would watch Grand Hill and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to dribble up the court like this guy. I'm going to cross over yeah. and do, you know what I mean? Like you, you take certain mannerisms or, or we saw Kobe do that with Jordan, right? Like you take certain mannerisms and you take certain things or what, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of, it came off a little weird and then, but it came off childish to me. But I, like you said, man, he's 24 or 25 and, um, and he's right there. I mean, he's been to what two conference finals uh, now, and now and now NBA finals. He's obviously knocking on the door. Um, I think. Well, I want to save that question actually, but yeah, to me, he's just he's an incredible, incredible talent. Way better than I thought he was going to be coming out of Duke. I was not a big fan of his um, when he was coming. I didn't. Out of I, I liked him. I liked him at Duke. I, I liked it, and and that's my question too for you: Is he the best Duke player now to come out of Duke ever? I mean, like he took his team to the NBA Finals. Listen, man, that man. I know you're gonna hate this. I'm, I'm trying to think of a couple of different people. Uh, first person that came to mind is Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah, yeah, he might be. Kyrie that, Irving played four games for Duke, so yes, he did play for Duke. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a, it's like a. He, he, he did like I don't know. He, he went to, he went to school like three weeks. <laughs> Duke, yeah, probably. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It was weird. Um, Elton Brand was a hell of a player in his day. Obviously, not the, the he team was. success that uh that that jason tatum is having now grand hill was a phenomenal player uh agreed but grand hill got hurt got hurt didn't have success yeah i'm just uh, looking at as as team success as the indicator is tatum the best now you could argue Kyrie is because he did win a championship and and banged a three over curry um yes but 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 he did it as the second best player to lebron yeah but that guy that guy in the final and that guy in the finals like the last three or four games he was averaging like 35 a game like yeah. Kyrie right and, and even and even in the series the next series in 2017 I think he averaged like 28 points a game when they lost in five like Kyrie was just an incredible talent and I don't I don't he talks about Duke so I say he went to Duke but I don't know if that really counts for for like real Duke fans yeah, that I have just, been fans for decades of, of the Blue Devils yeah anyways it's just just an interesting question yeah curious. so and and you brought up Jalen Brown a bit earlier you said you would have given Jalen Brown the finals MVP if, uh, if yeah. the Celtics happened to, to win what, what are you I'm gonna ask you the same thing I asked you about Tatum what are your thoughts on Jalen Brown now man his value is skyrocketed for me like he is mm. he's so much more valuable than because we knew he was good yeah and I think and, and here's my crazy my crazy take I think the only guy holding back Jalen Brown is Jason Tatum 
No, no, really? You think so? <laughs> that sucks for Tatum to hear. I mean, he's not listening yeah. to this podcast, but go no. <laughs> but I think I think I think Jalen Brown is is uh, is a very small step away from being the best player on the team, yeah. and because he plays on both ends of the court, mm. because he's he's tenacious, he doesn't have these little child games that he's doing with the Kobe T-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. And for some reason, we just keep going on Tatum's team, Tatum's team, Tatum's team. But man, it felt like Jalen Brown's team all playoffs. It and really did. So, so you, so you think Jalen Brown was the best player for the Celtics this series, at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And it, it, to me, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, since we've had this podcast, I've probably been talking about Jalen Brown since the early you're a days. Big, of this you're, yeah, you're a big Jalen Brown fan, but yeah. yeah. And I'm not, and this isn't me saying I'm right or what have you, right? Because I still think Tatum's like a better player, but I do not think the gap is as big as people perceive it to be. Agreed, and I think we saw this in 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 this series and even the Heat series. I think Jalen Brown just has an aggressiveness on both ends of the court that Tatum just doesn't have right now. Um, yeah, to me, Tatum is like the guy that, I, and I don't mean to pit them against against each other, but Tatum is like the guy that's like super talented. He obviously works on his his talent because he's very skilled. But like we spoke about his game looking pretty, like his game is like poetry in motion. Um, Jalen Brown did not come into the league like that. When Jalen Brown came into the league, he couldn't shoot, didn't dribble well. And he yeah. and he kind of worked on those things each year and got better to the point where now I think um, if I'm not mistaken he was the leading scorer for the Celtics in this series. Um, yeah, and, and so Jason, if, if, you if Tatum's if Tatum's playing pop music while he plays, Jalen Brown is playing hip hop. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just like it's fun and light and fresh with Tatum, but it is like it hits so much harder with Brown, and. Mm-hmm. And like he's mm-hmm. just on a different, he's playing a different wavelength. And Brown is is doing some stuff that I just, I just think he's a great player. I really, yeah. do. I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, like and and so and, and I, I like your analogy there, right? It's just like both are good. Yeah, <laughs> both are great. Yeah, both right? are good. Yeah, you know, yep. but but sometimes it's just like uh, Jalen Brown didn't back back down, right? If if yes. if Draymond Green and Gary Payton got in Jalen Brown's face the way that they got in Jason Tatum's face when he wanted to shoot that little shot after the whistle and they followed him yep. to the bench, I don't think it yep. would have had the same result, right? And that doesn't mean that Jalen Brown's better than him or or Tatum's scared. No, I'm not saying anything like that. But it's just about a mindset, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, those two guys together, the Celtics are. <sighs> They're fortunate because they got those two guys and they can essentially keep those two guys together. Hopefully, hopefully they like playing with each other and like each other as guys. And um, yeah, and they, they, and they, they got to replace if, if they got them for the next six, seven, eight years. I mean, they're going to have a, they're going to have a shot at this pretty much every year that they're that they're healthy, like a shot at getting to the finals, getting to the Eastern Conference finals and so on, you know. But they got to replace Horford. He's 37 this year. Like he's not doing this. He's not playing like this again, or he's going to take a year off to kind of heal up from this. Robert Williams is fun to watch, but man, that guy is hurt every other play. It was, it was, it was tough to watch him. Yeah. But he's he's in pain. He's, yeah. And he's insanely athletic, but like, who knows, like, can you keep this up? Right. Like, and so, and then you go, you look down the line after those four guys and like Derek White's a bump. Pritchard's too small. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I love Marcus Smart. So, so I do love Marcus Smart as a as a player. I think and Marcus great, Smart is really good. Like, he's, he's not, really he's good not a bad player. <laughs> no, he's not. But like, yeah. the rest of that team needs is needs figuring out. 
Okay, and so so hold on, because this leads me to my next question. So you think after this finals run, right? Do you you think they need to make moves on this team? Like, do you think they need to make another trade or or? I think he's gonna bring players in. I just think Horford's not gonna be able to do this year after year after year, playing ten months of basketball, coming mm. back into the season. He's he is thirty seven. I'm pretty sure he's he's thirty seven. You know, I'm I was <laughs> I was twenty one when he was winning NCAA championships back to back and as the best player. And, and he's put on a lot of mileage on that body and he's yeah. playing well, but man, like he, and he, what he had 18 and 14, I think in the final game. So mm. arguably their second best player throughout the series. Um, and we joked about the only way the Celtics are going to win this series. If Horford hits all his threes game one, he hits six in a row yeah. in the fourth quarter. Mm. And you're like, okay, there's some yeah. reality to this, right? <laughs> like yeah. we were, we weren't wrong. So, um, yeah, I just, I just define veteran leadership like that and define, like, you're right. They probably need a playmaking point guard. That's maybe a defensive liability. Um, they need some, but they need more pieces. And like, it's not Derek white. It's not Peyton Bridgerd. It's not whoever else is coming off that bench. Cause there is a big drop. I think, um, I, I don't think you're wrong. I just think those guys like, uh, Peyton Pritchard, um, Derek White, Grant Williams had a bad finals here. Oh, <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. But I think I think those bench guys, like they're very good regular season players. I think they could easily be in your rotation night in, night out, and they're going to help you get some wins during the during yeah. the season. And then in certain matchups, they're going to be good, but they're not they're not bulletproof in regards to like, oh, we can count on them for 20 to 25 minutes every night or anything like that. Right. So so they're in a little bit of this, they're in a little bit of this this area where they're kind of like, all right. Like if I were them, I wouldn't want to move too much off of, off of this. But I, but I would kind of speak with what you're talking about with Horford. I will kind of want to find a way to lessen his minutes, um, even yeah. if he's even if he's a guy that. Because to me, as a Warriors fan, every and I told I told friend of the podcast Hubert, Orlando Magic fan, I told him this. I was like, you know what? After Game Five, I was like, most coaches I think would would actually put Horford on the bench, have him be the sixth man, and actually start Derek White and just run with one big. Cause to me as a Warriors fan, I was like, you want to keep two bigs out there. Cool. Like, yeah, no, you're wrong. You know what I mean? And, but he made Doko obviously no, go that wrong. way. And, and Adoko was like, eh, actually I'm just, Adoko seems kind of stubborn, like in the best way, I guess, but I think it kind of bit him a little bit in this. So I would be looking to, to kind of lessen Horford's minutes and, and reliability on both of those bigs playing because, you know, he, you got two bigs and if you go up against a point guard or a guard that can get around them, I mean, we saw Jimmy Butler like average hell of a lot of points in the previous round, you know what I mean? And it's not like Jimmy Butler's for real. So don't get me, don't get it twisted. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. I have nothing bad to say. I have nothing bad to say about Jimmy Butler. And uh, that's that. Before, before the series started, you had a, you had said something about Udoka being a better coach than Kerr. So uh, do you still feel that way? Or have you changed your mind? What's going on there? Yeah, I actually do. I feel like they had less. I think both teams played really great defense against each other. Yeah. But I think, I think, um, I think Udoko did a really good job of what he did. And I think having the faith in, like, I understand wanting to put Horford on the bench, but that's your dude. Like, yeah. That's the guy that you've, 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 you fought with already. Like you, you can't. You with him. 
you roll with you got to roll with your your guys that got you there in the first place. And maybe the that. matchup would have been maybe put Williams on the bench. Maybe he would have been the guy that comes off the bench, right? Dude, like, dude, what, Robert Williams. Robert Robert Williams might have been their second best player. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they they needed like no. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I I agree. Yeah, he yeah. was a huge part of their success, yeah. and like they just needed Horford. Like you, you know, I don't know. It's a. I thought Adoku did a really good job because as the season as the as the bench came on, I realized how little Boston had help. Whereas, like, when they played Miami, yeah. Miami start, like, having Struess and Vincent on, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, Miami really only has three players and a banged-up Lowry. And yeah. then one of those three players is P.J. Tucker, in my mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. I think so, uh, to kind of to kind of respond to what you're saying, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I do think Adoko did a, a excellent coaching job, and he worked with what he had. Because really, at, by game four of this series, he could really play seven guys, right? And he had to play Peyton Butcher, yeah. who was the eighth guy, but he could really only only could play Derek White and Grant Williams off the bench. Everybody else is yeah. getting cooked. Um, but I do think the Warriors made them look like that too though i think there should be no, some credit I, that that goes to them and I, you're not saying like obviously the words had nothing to do with it um but you know sometimes you play again i never really worried about the celtics defense even though they're a very good defensive team because they're not like other teams like no other team runs the offense that the warriors run no other team has steph curry no other team totally. has like steph and clay no other team totally. runs their system right so you can be great and- defensively against 28 teams and against the Warriors, it's going to, you're going to have to play differently defensively and, and, and not everybody can do that. And this is the whole basis of why Jim Beheim has had so much success in Syracuse. <laughs> you, you prepare all year for man to man defense. Yeah. And then you got to go play against a two, three zone with a two day preparation. Yeah. You're in trouble, man. You, yeah. you can't just make that adjustment. And then that's why they've done so well in the tournament for over those years. He's not wrong because if you, Play against a team that's done zone all year round. Now you got to go play experts in that. It's tough. Yeah, it's really tough. So, so like both guys are pop, pop. Uh, Greg Popovich, assistant coaches at one point. Mm. Both guys have done amazing things. My, my, I'm always curious about like if Curry didn't have Curry, would he be a great coach? And like oh. if Popovich didn't have Duncan, would he be a top five coach of all time? And it's, 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 I'm always curious about how that ends up playing out because it, you never know, yeah. but it is, but it, but it is a product of right place, right time, right coach yeah. and the ability to coach those guys. And like, I think pop is a great coach. I think, I think Kerr is a good coach. And I, I think Udoko did a really good job for his first year at NBA finals with, with also reminding you that their starting core is seven years younger than then the Warriors started core, who've been there before. Like the pull off two wins against the Warriors is still nothing to laugh at. Like that's still impressive for a team that's been in the final six of the last eight years. Mm. And this Boston team just got back together and just started figuring it out in January. Right? Like mm. they were garbage the beginning half of the year. They were the they were the 10 seed. Mm. And then they were moved up to the what are they two? They finished with two? Fourth. They finished fourth. Uh yeah, no, no they second. Were, they were yeah, two. they finished second. Yeah, because yeah, because Brooklyn was the play. So yeah, Brooklyn. yeah, yeah. No, inc- incredible turnaround. And um, yeah, I mean, the the if if, if X coach would be great if they didn't have Y player, what have you. I mean, it goes hand in hand, right? 
Kerr, oh, I know. I'm not saying. I'm like, not saying it doesn't. So no, but what I mean is like, if Kerr took the Knicks job instead of this Warriors job, he had the decision. He he probably wouldn't be coaching right now, right? And yep. like, if 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 Popovich didn't have Duncan, it'd be a different story. If Pat Riley didn't have Magic Johnson, who knows, right? Like, he might not have went on to coach the Knicks. Might not have went on to coach the Heat, right? Like, it, it go it. They, it's a collective and they help each other kind of become the best versions of themselves, which is what I, like partnerships should, should do. Right. So it's just one I of those agree. things. Yeah. Let me it's ask just, you something. It's just interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask something. I'm going to ask you about a player that doesn't play for the Warriors or the, or the, the Celtics. Can you guess who that player is? Jimmy Butler? No, no, no. Are you crazy? Uh, <laughs> no. Does your opinion of, of Kevin Durant change at all, seeing that the Warriors obviously won before him and the Warriors won after he was no longer on the team? Durant is still a once-a-generation special talent. But Durant is... is... <sighs> I think Durant lacks some maturity mm. and oversight and, and listens to the wrong people. I think when they, you know, nobody gets more butthurt than Durant does when there's some, the media goes after his physical, physical looks or something that's so like. Or his play. Or, or his court, play. Like they court, just, whatever. Anything he does, he, get, he takes it so personal. And, and I feel like that's where Durant hasn't matured yet. So even though Durant is older, I feel like Durant hasn't matured into the athlete that he could have been. But I would argue the same about LeBron. So both, both could have been so much more had they – not even work ethic. Had they um, didn't – like – we're more strong will like they weren't they're not they're not killers and that's why i think durant oh, won I, I disagree with you there but go on I I, i'm not trying to interrupt I, I do disagree no but like but like you look at guys in the 80s and the way they played like you look at the detroit in the 80s just for teams okay or or larry bird or magic johnson or michael jordan those dudes were killers mm-hmm. those dudes would step over their mother to get a championship and I don't know if LeBron, LeBron, you know, shown, oh, my hand was broken after the series, right? Put on the <laughs> cast after the, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like he's, and, and, and Durant comes up with these, like, oh, I'm going to make a super team in Brooklyn, but they didn't want to sign Kyrie or me to, to, to max contract in New York. So I went to Brooklyn and then I broke up this team that was actually better than when Durant and Kyrie got there, are now there. They were actually a six seed in the playoffs with Dinwiddie and Levert and, and Joe Harris and Jared Allen and all these guys, and they were building yeah. a great team, but they turned around and almost ruined it. Uh, they did ruin it. They broke up the whole group of people. And so I, there's some issues that there's some real life, like weirdness with Durant that I just don't, I just don't, there's something <laughs> okay. wrong. Okay. So well, hold on, hold on. Has your opinion changed on him? <laughs> that was the original question. Has your opinion changed on him or has it not changed? Cause it's like, to me, all these things sounds like that, that like, I think that's how you already thought about him. But yeah, I, I, I still think I, I, I never want to count Durant out. No, no, of course not. So I, I, I would love for him to get rid of Kyrie. 
and probably Ben Simmons. <laughs> probably get rid of both. Well, of them. and that's just it. Like <laughs> we just keep bringing losers onto the team. What 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 I would say about Kevin Durant, in my opinion, with the Warriors, it's about this core of Steph, uh, Clay, and Draymond, and I think you've seen it a little bit. Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins are nowhere near the player or talent that Kevin Durant is, but they showed that with that core, that position, I wouldn't say replaceable, but, you know, they can have a good to above average to a plus. Like to me, when KD joined them, that was like Thanos joining Avengers. It was kind of like, okay, dog, like it's, this is unfair. Like y'all not never going to lose a fight. Right. Um, Yeah. So, so it doesn't really change my opinion that much. It just tells me, I'm I'm not much dug in. I'm I'm dug in that much more with the OG three with the Warriors because they've proven it at I this think, point. You know, I think I think culture in a team is is so underrated of an important thing to have success. Yeah, and if you're and a quote unquote best players or your majority of your players buy into what you're trying to do as a group hmm. and believe in the in the team as opposed to the individual and even watching Grant when he did win a championship with the Warriors was a lot of ISO ball. And then yeah. they went back to playing the team again. Yeah. Um, Cause Durant couldn't buy into well, what do I do when I haven't touched the ball in three possessions? Yeah. Okay. You so, know? and so, yeah. Yeah. I got a last couple quick questions here. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get through these quickly. What's more likely to you golden state's going to win back to back titles or the Celtics make it back to the finals within two years? I think the Celtics. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, next question. Next quick question here. Um, Warriors have uh, four, I would say, unrestricted free agents. All right. Who, who would be your priority if you're a big Warriors fan or if you're the GM for the Warriors? Bielitsa, Gary Payton II, Otto Porter, or Kevon Looney? I, all I heard was Gary Payton, and I don't know who the other three guys are. Were they still on the? Were they on the team? Just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. I, <laughs> Gary Payton would be my priority for sure, okay. and then Looney, and then Porter, and then Bielitsa. Anyone can do what Bielitsa did. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Bielitsa is—he's uh, one of a kind. What was your favorite moment in this in this finals? Just in the finals. Horford hitting six threes in the fourth quarter and shocking the world. That was incredible. And us being us being right about the game, about how they were going to win, and we were absolutely on the money about how it was going to happen. Yeah, and they need they yeah. need to, they need to make a bunch of threes, and Horford specifically need to make threes. And Derek we said White that and had out of body experience in game one, and it was like, okay, that sucked <laughs> for me, but cool. Yeah, well, it sucked <laughs> for you, but it was but it made the series like, okay, can Boston bring it back every yeah. fourth quarter? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, and they're maybe a real team. Because I yeah. think most people expected Golden State to sweep them. But they also forget no. that the Celtics knocked out. No. I think a lot of people did. No. And I think, people I think people were talking about the Celtics being one of the, historically one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. You don't you don't sweep I think a team the Celtics like that. beat Celtics beat the Nets. They beat the Heat. And who's the other team they beat? I don't even the Bucks. know. The Bucks. The Bucks. They beat Giannis. The Bucks. With, with no middle. They team. beat three great teams. Yeah, no middle team. They beat three great teams to get to where they were, where the Warriors had a little more, I think, an easier route. Uh, I think the East was stronger than the West this year. You uh, got to admit that. I don't know if they had an easier route. Uh, I, I wouldn't they didn't call play it a easier one seed. route. 
What was that? Oh my goodness. Okay. Dog, the, they didn't play they, a one seed. They, the one seed got a win. What are you talking about? That's on the one I seed. I know. I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> it is the one seed, but they play the two seed, the four seed, and, it, it, and the Nuggets. The it doesn't Nuggets work were the like best that. team they played against. It doesn't work. If the number one seed Suns, if the number one seed Suns completely pissed the, the bad couch and the comfortable chair, that's on them. Dallas Mavericks are the better team. I'm just team. telling you, this. <laughs> Celtics. Celtics had a better, had a tougher run, had a tougher route to get there. Okay. Uh, what, what what I would say is, if someone wanted to make the case, they could say, "Hey, the Nets were just coming together, and Ben Simmons didn't play in that series. The Bucks didn't have Middleton in their series, and then the Heat were players were missing games left and right and couldn't finish the series. Right? If somebody wanted to make that argument, they could be like, "Sure, on paper they had okay. the tougher route, but technically." In reality, right. they didn't play actually all the players, right? If somebody wants to make that argument. All right, last big question. Here. If someone wanted to. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if somebody – I mean, there's just I'm just playing devil's advocate. You're saying that. You're, you're saying it a little bit. No, that's not how I feel. I feel you you beat who's in front of you and you don't want to apologize for it. So that's – No, I'm not saying that either, but I'm saying the East was way more – was tougher to a conference this year than the West. Maybe. I mean, all, all I know is the Warriors had to go up against Jokic, Ja, and Luka. That's a murderous role of, like, the best of the best top ten guys, right? And there's context Giannis behind Butler that. and Durant are better than those three. Oh, my. It's not even a question. <laughs> Giannis, right. Butler, and Durant are way better than those other three you just mentioned. We're, we're, we're going to say this for the for the next podcast, <laughs> for the next okay, episode. Okay, sure. All right. all right, we're going to go three on three. Who's, who's the better three? All right, uh, last big question. Kyle Lowry is having a street named after him in Toronto. Soon, I think the summer. Sure. All right. What player sure. would you name a street after? If you can name a street what after player. any player, what who would the, I want? Daryl Dawkins. Dawkins. I want Chocolate Thunder Avenue. Chocolate Thunder Avenue. That's cool though. <laughs> that's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's your address. <laughs> All right. I live Bro. on one two three Chocolate Thunder Avenue. Also, Can you people, not love that? Also, you're going to get some looks like what? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's inappropriate. <laughs> you got you to admit, though, that's the most badass name in the NBA. Like, that's one of the best nicknames, if not the best nickname in the NBA history. It's up there. It's up there. Uh, yeah. What, what do you got that's better than that? I didn't, I didn't think about this question at all, but uh, and I think it's too cliche to say anything about Steph Curry. Uh, but what I would say is... Uh, Oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't have a. I, I would love a Barkley Lane. I think Barkley's been good for the game for forty years or something, whatever. So maybe that. That's Barkley, my Barkley Lane's funny. Barkley's Lane's funny because he's he's his big butt was in the lane all his whole career. So that's just <laughs> funny for that name. Call him but, Round but Mound wanna, of Rebound Avenue. Yeah, Round Mound of Rebound Avenue. Yeah. But Barkley Lane, I like, is pretty good. That's pretty funny. All right. Or the dog park. All right, cool. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, this is a fantastic episode. This, I couldn't wait to uh, record this episode because um, the Warriors won. This is, this is a good feeling. I hope everybody's teams win eventually within the next, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, as long as they're your team. As long as everyone's <laughs> team is your team. That's it, baby. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs>